let's get to it. Welcome to the first ever episode of Fan Speculation. This is a podcast about just about anything pop culture. Marvel, Star Wars, video games, movies, a little bit of music, a little bit of everything. Just your nerd type of podcast, and that's what we are, a couple of nerds. I am CJ Palmasano. You may know me. Actually, you don't know me. You're just listening to this fucking thing. But I like to be hopeful. Uh, from Maybe from the Not Another Wrestling podcast and the guitar player slash singer of Hollow Heroes. And I'm being joined by one of my oldest friends, one of my best friends, my brother, Mr. Vincent Carini. What's going on, Vinny? I'm here, and I'm alive. We're all alive. And... We, we are your hosts for this podcast. We will be giving you some good contact just about every single week. And we have a very special guest, my good friend Joe Stanziali, who's been on my other podcast, the Nine of the Wrestling Podcast, quite a few times. How's it going, Joe? What's up, boys? I'm uh, broadcasting from Florida. We're superheroes in real, and by superheroes, I mean meth heads. <laughs> oh, God. Stay away from them meth heads. But, I mean, you, you, you're, you're, uh, you're, the way you live... The area you live, you shouldn't have to worry about meth heads, though. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> That's I, Florida. Anything can happen. I, I, yeah, I guess <laughs> not everywhere. Florida man is everywhere. Yeah, Where yeah. dreams come true and cracks real. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so welcome again. Uh, hope you all enjoy this shit show of a ride. Uh, fair game to say that cursing is allowed. Uh, go fuck yourself. There you go. Fuck uh, yeah, dude. Don't go fuck yourself. Listen to this first, then go fuck yourself. Anyway. Oh, okay. So, a lot has been going on in the world of uh, of nerd stuff as far as like Marvel and Star Wars. Uh, but we're going to kick things off with a big news story that broke the, over the weekend. Is that for a very particular actor is being eyed for a huge Star Wars role. Now, the actor we are talking about is one Sebastian Stan, which you may know him from the hit TV show, Gilmore Girls. If not, you know him from as Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier in the Marvel movies. So, yes, um, yes. I know, Joe, you haven't seen The Mandalorian, as far as I'm correct. Uh, as far as uh, I know. I have not. Okay. But um, there was speculation in one of the episodes uh, th- uh, that a shadowy figure appeared to... Grogu or Baby Yoda or the child, whatever you want to call him. There's no shaming here. You call him what you want. Uh, that apparently Luke Skywalker showed up. Um, now, I won't go into any more details than that to for Joe to avoid any spoilers. Joe, you haven't seen that show yet? Honestly, I don't even know if I'm going to be watching it. Dude, <laughs> but, you have uh, to watch it. We'll are, you a, are you a Star Wars fan? Eh, I dabble. You... Listen, man, I know we all know how badly the, the new trilogy has put a bad taste in all of our mouths. Oh. That's, a, that's a podcast for another day. Yeah. We can, all, <laughs> we can all rant about how bad overall the trilogy is and what we think could have been better for another podcast. But for now, um, this, we both as huge Star Wars fans recommend that you and anybody who's listening to this who hasn't seen The Mandalorian to definitely go watch it. It'll, it'll, I swear to God, it will... Put your faith back in Star Wars. Yeah, I feel like it was shot in the same type of way as the old movies were shot. Transitions are good. It has a very good plot. There's a lot of character plot. You just enjoy yourself and you feel like you're watching one of the uh, original three. It's like a western in space is what I call the Mandalorian. That's where it is. Anyway, moving on from that is that uh, Sebastian Stan, like we said... He is being eyed to play the role of young Luke Skywalker. Now, there was a bunch of concept art before the finish of the season two of Mandalorian that with Sebastian Stan 
in like like pretty much they took they photoshopped Sebastian Stan's face on Luke Skywalker's body mm-hmm. uh, of Mark Hamill, and then it, you couldn't even tell the difference. I saw this. It was one of those deep fake videos. Yes, I watch so, those all the time. It wasn't even. It it wasn't like. It's as if they didn't even change the video. Yeah. You almost feel like you're fooling yourself. So my question to you guys is, uh, Vinny, I'll start with you. How would you how 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 do you feel about possibly Sebastian Stan playing young Luke Skywalker? In I this, think he'll this be fantastic. Thing? I think he's a serious actor. I think uh, half the battles won. He look exa- he looks exactly like him. You know, uh, you know, Sebastian Stan's acting ability definitely can become Luke Skywalker you know it's not like a it, it is a deep character but his personality he you know he kind of talks the same way all the time you know he he's excited when he's around you know Han and Leia but like are we gonna even see them probably that, not that's another good question I I don't think we're gonna see like a possible Han or Leia they in- could take you know the young Han Solo that they did the movie with and put and throw him in they could do that and potentially maybe, like, I don't know, add some more features to his face. Uh, but that's another, another speculation. But, Joe, what do you think? I mean, you are familiar with Sebastian Stan. Obviously, you know him as, as the Winter Soldier in the, the, the Marvel movies. Um, and you have seen the original Star Wars trilogy. What do you think about the possibility of Sebastian Stan playing a young Luke Skywalker in this whole new universe that they're trying to do for Star Wars? Yeah, in a way, I kind of feel bad for anybody who tries to fill in the shoes of uh, someone who's played a role for years and years, like Mark Hamill has. So, uh, with that being said, I pretty much have blind faith at this point in Disney, in or just Marvel and Star Wars in general, to kind of uh, do good in the casting department, because at least in Marvel's terms, they really haven't met on anybody. And I'm sure, that, from what I've heard, The Mandalorian is kind of the same way. Everyone's good in that show. So I have no doubt to think that he would be anything but great in that role. I think so, too. Uh, it, it's just like you said, both of you guys, uh, I think you can trust the, especially with guys like John Favreau and Dave Filoni at the forefront of, of this launch to Lucasfilms. I think it's really, uh, I mean, first of all, they're passionate about the, about the product. They're passionate about with The Mandalorian, all these projects that they're doing that, they want this to succeed and they want this to do well because like we have said, the, the new trilogy has put a bad taste in a lot of Star Wars fans' mouths. Yeah. Um, whether you like it or not, that's your own opinion. No, it just but, has. All the traditional fans, they all, they don't hate it as much as the, the prequels, but, you know, they hate it enough to be like, hey, this was almost a bad movie. Yeah. I, don't know, I think there's a good portion of people that actually hate him more than the prequels. I've seen a lot online of people yeah. kind of defending the prequels over these sequels. Well, well, Joe, you and I have talked in like different conversations on our own that, you know, yeah. and I have to agree with you. Uh, and I think I, we had one particular conversation we had before the last movie had come out. But after, you know, Rise of Skywalker has come out, I think I agree with you in the sense when that the prequels, for as far as the the screenplay and some of the dialogue uh, may not be that great. I mean, there's memes made <laughs> with the prequel <laughs> movies, and we have that to thank. But I think the overall story that George Lucas was trying to tell is, like, this is how Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. And, yeah, that's basically it. And that at least, like, and taking away from how the prequels are seen in a new light with the, with the Clone Wars series, 
I mean, even when you just take the prequels for what they are and forget everything else and then take the, sequ- the sequels for what they are, at least, you know, there was an overall plan for that, whereas yeah. the new trilogy, it just seemed like they were doing something like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, for each one, you know? Yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, it seemed like the prequels were... It, they existed to finish the story, whereas the sequels existed to sign a paycheck, you know? Yeah. More or less, yeah. I I just think that I I feel like J.J. Abrams had some kind of vision, and he was kind of going one way, and then was it Ryan Johnson who did Last Jedi? Yeah. He kind of uh, just took yeah. it a completely different direction, and that's why Rise of Skywalker, like, I mean, it was what it was. When I was in the theater, like, they got me with the fan service stuff, but looking back, it's just overall, it's just like it just wasn't executed well. And that's just J.J. Abrams, like, you know, cleaning up all the, the pile of shit that Ryan Johnson left everywhere. For real, I don't know why they just give... Why didn't they just give that guy all three movies? I mean, if anything, why didn't you just give one person all three movies? Yeah. Even if Ryan Johnson directed the first and the last one, at yeah. least it's one clear vision. Yeah, right. I think that's a big problem why that they're so bad is because it's all jambled and all messed up. But oh, And I could be wrong here. I'm sorry to cut no, you yeah. off. Uh, I could be wrong here, but um, aren't a lot of Marvel movies done by different directors? But like, you know... the. Uh, not movies that don't really have anything to do with each other. I'm talking about like movies within the same, uh, not world, but like the, the same trilogy, I guess. Yeah, I know what you mean what? there. I think the the difference is with the Marvel movies because I'm thinking about this. I think because so many, like you look at Iron Man and the Captain America and Thor yeah. movies. I think because they're so spread out so much that it's okay for them to kind of have a different director in one or two films. Like, the first two Iron Man movies were within, were in, within like, a year of each other. I think uh, John Favreau directed both of them. Yep. Um, you know, whereas... Um, I don't remember who directed the first and second Thor movie, but Taika Waititi, he directed uh, Thor Ragnarok. You look at from when Thor Ragnarok came out in 2017... Excuse me. And then the first Thor came out, I think, what, in 2010... And then the second one came out in 2012 or 2013. No, 2013. And then I think because it's time and the characters have grown, different events have affected them, and I think it's so kind of okay. And then you have guys like the Russo brothers who did, like, I don't know how many movies. You know, they did uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, arguably four of their best movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the Russo brothers have a formula. And even, um, I believe... Um, the same guy who directed the first two Spider-Man movies is also directing Spider-Man No Way Home. So in theory, yeah, Joe, having one director can work, but also having different directors can work. It's It depends on the situation. In this particular situation with, uh, with Marvel movies, it's okay to have different directors for different films because of how spread out these movies and now shows all are. Whereas with the Star Wars trilogy, the sequel trilogy they were clearly only trying to do a trilogy at the time. So maybe just having one person kind of do that direction probably would have been better. Or at the very least, just know what you're doing, know what your overall plan is, I think, so to speak. Yeah, because my point is I think Disney saw the success of Marvel with uh, you know having different guys do these movies, and they probably thought that that would transfer to Star Wars. But you know, it's just kind of a swing and a mess, you know? Oh, well. But at the end of the day, you know, we still we have uh, new content coming out and uh, content we enjoy. Yeah. Um, I'm psyched for multiverse. 
Yeah, Multiverse of Madness. We'll get into a little bit of that when we talk about WandaVision. But for what's what's the deal with No Way Home? Does, that, does anybody know what the plot of that's going to be yet? What's going on there? I mean, that whole thing, I think, ties into WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness. And um, we'll get more into that in a little bit with WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Because real quickly, let's talk a little bit about the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which at the time of this recording is coming out this Friday. Do you think Marvel's working up towards another Endgame-like you know, finale. In what way? Is, like, WandaVision and No Way Home our first Iron Man movie and second Iron Man movie? I would. I, I think that the Wanda is... Are we going to start seeing things at the end of the series, like Nick Fury sitting in a coat? I don't know. I, I think what it's doing is setting up the multiverse for, for the most part. Maybe that's our next endgame. I think it is setting up some big level... Uh, Avengers type movie, but I don't think we're getting an Avengers movie for a long time. Oh, for sure. But we are getting Thor and the Guardians. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of more crossovers because I think they need to do more crossovers to keep people uh, appealed. Mm-hmm. Well, not a, not appealed, but uh, uh, happy, so to speak. No. So, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the footage for the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but uh, judging off of what we saw from WandaVision, uh, how do we think this is going to go? Uh, Joe, I'll start with you this time. What, how do you think uh, Falcon Winter Soldier is going to play out? Uh, I think it'll be fine. I hope that it's as good, if not better, than WandaVision. I really just, I'm really rooting for all of these series because I've been telling you for the longest time, I think this is the route that Marvel should go. I think Marvel should be really picky with the movies they make, and they should only make a few every once in a while because the comic books are naturally episodic, right? So it just kind of feels better in a series. And I feel like WandaVision kind of proved that. And hopefully the same thing goes with Falcon and Winter Soldier, which, by the way, neither of these heroes in either of these shows are like A-tier heroes. They're not like Iron Man and Captain America. They're they're lower-tier guys. You know, mid mid carders, you, you you can say as you know, wrestling terms, mid carders. Yeah, and there, and as in the uh, case of WandaVision, they were wildly successful. So hopefully, they keep going with this because I really want them to really ride this horse good. What do you think, Ben? Well, uh, <clears throat> I'm excited. I can't wait to see uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know. From what we saw in Endgame between the two of them, you know, they had like a real brotherly connection. You know how when uh, when Captain America is talking to uh, Scarlett Johansson and um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier sitting in the back of the car mm-hmm. and they're like in a buggy and yeah. like him, like Bucky and... Uh, oh, no, he's talking to uh, Agent Carter. Oh, that's right. That's right. And he, um, Bucky and... Uh, Sam. And, and Sam... You know, they're like, they're like, get it, get it, get it. They're like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like a group of bros. Yeah. You know, so I think, it, I think it's going to be fun. I think we're going to get like a, uh, kind of like a, a big comedy vibe from between the two of them, but the action is going to be fucking crazy. That's, that's what you know I think what I mean? too. Kind of like a Gimli and a Legolas from fucking, uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, make that happen right now. I need their own spinoff. Well, Joe has not seen The Mandalorian. I have not seen Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? And that's something I'm gonna, probably going to have to do for this podcast. Oh, At one yeah, point, we'll have that, to... That's worse than not seeing Mandalorian, man. Nobody's going <laughs> to listen to this just because you said that. Well, fuck me. I guess we're done. See you, folks. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, I agree with both your points, uh, Joe. With your point that I think I think we have talked about this a bunch that Marvel definitely should, and I think they will go with the route of that. These shows are definitely going to want to are, are going to be the crutch. I don't know about crutch, but they're going to be the backbone of the MCU for the foreseeable future. You know, we saw how successful WandaVision was, and now Falcon Winter Soldier is coming. Loki is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a lot of shows. Pumped for Loki. Yeah. We have all these shows. Whereas, like, now we said, like, you know, like, uh, you said, Joe, like, Falcon Winter Soldier are kind of like B level superheroes. Loki is like in a top level hero slash villain. Yeah. I think it's a big deal for Tom Hiddleston to agree to do a show. What do you say that? Um, um, he doesn't seem uh, like a show. He, I'm sorry. He doesn't seem like a show actor. He seems like a like a movie star. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that stigma was going to kind of leave Hollywood because, I mean, with the success of, like, Game of Thrones, let's say. I mean, you, they threw millions upon millions of dollars at that show, and it was the biggest thing ever. Yeah. You know, if you want to make a name for yourself, you don't have to be on the big screen. That's Everyone true. streams their movies from home anyway. Hell, if anything, the movie theaters are dying. You know, this that's is a good With the pandemic place right to now, be yeah. for people. I, I think that's another thing, too, is that I understand your point, Vin, but at the same time... Um, Tom Hiddleston is probably just happy to play the role. He's mm-hmm. been playing this role since the first Thor movie. Yeah, you're right. And I think if Marvel just approached him and said, like, hey, we have this idea for Loki to have a show, he's probably like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you know, we, we're going to get, like, you know, 2012 Avengers big bad villain Loki in yep. this series. You, you know, it's not yeah, like probably. it's not like Loki at, at the beginning of Infinity War. No, not probably. We are because this is the alternate timeline. That's Correct. what that's what's gonna be like. That's what, what the time the Marvel Time Police. I can't remember what they're called. Uh, they're gonna like arrest Loki, and there's gonna be some kind of reason why he's doing this and whatever or whatnot. Um, overall, I think that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier can set up the Thunderbolts. Think so? I have no idea what that is. All right, Joe. Well, the Thunderbolts. What they are is they're they're like an uh, a villainous group that rival the Avengers. Um, I think when Black Widow was supposed to come out, I, I I kept hearing theories about how. Wait, did they cancel Black Widow? No, Black Widow's not canceled. It's still slated to be in May, but that's definitely not going to be in May. I mean, I mean, Universal moved Fast and the Furious to June, so if anything, like I could see Black Widow coming out this summer, just not in May right away. Mm. Um, because they definitely don't want to put it in Disney Plus. They want Black Widow to be like that first big movie of theirs where they can get that big cash cow, but I don't think it's going to work out how they want to. Mm-hmm. So, the Thunderbolts, Joe, it's uh, it's a villainous group. A lot of villains have been in there like uh, like Green uh, Green Goblin, Venom, the Red Hulk, uh, Songbird, mm-hmm. uh, Penance, to name, name a few. Um, and they're led by Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, hence why they're called the Thunderbolts. Mm. Um, and Thunderbolt Ross is Red Hulk, if you did not know. So, uh, and Taskmaster was also part of the Thunderbolts as well. Taskmaster is the villain of the Black Widow movie. So a big theory is after, you know, uh, Taskmaster is defeated by Black Widow, you know, Thunder- and Thunderbolt Ross is in Black Widow. There's an after credit scene idea where he comes to his prison cell and he just looks at him and he goes... I'm putting a team together. And this can kind of be like 
the quote unquote Avengers that the government wants you to cheer for and everything, you know, with the Sokovia Accords and everything. Mm -hmm. Because I think with the Infinity War and Endgame, you know, everyone's kind of like, wasn't there a thing called the Sokovia Accords where, you know. So, and and that's why we're also getting a U.S. agent, which is another, like, which is a quote unquote Captain America that the government wants you to say, this is Captain America. The overall premise when I hear about Falcon Winter Soldier is that apparently. Because as we know, at the end of Endgame, spoilers. If you, I mean, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Endgame, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, you know, it's Steve, been a while now. Yeah, Steve Rogers gave uh, the Captain America shield to Sam to Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, so the U.S. agent Captain America is kind of the Captain America that the government wants you to say, "Oh no, this is Captain America," and that's what I heard the premise of the show is: is that the government has a problem with Sam being uh, Captain America. Now. A big, big thing, and I think we should all be prepared to have our hearts broken for the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think Steve Rogers is dying. Hmm. That's going to be the first thing. I think old man. I think old man Steve Rogers is dying. Like of old age, or just kind of. I mean, yeah, yeah, of old old age. They could, they could spend. Listen, I don't think. If anything, they're gonna they're gonna show like his grave or something. Oh no! I, yeah, I like don't Sam, think like yeah. Sam's gonna be at the grave and then Bucky's gonna come and snag him, or it's gonna be vice versa. Because if you were to do like a like a Captain America death, that's not something you can just be like. You can't do the same thing for Agent Carter. Like remember remember in Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, at the beginning he's with he's with Agent Carter and she's like yeah. dying in the bed. Yeah. You can't do that to Captain America. That's well, I don't think it they're would, gonna, I don't think they're going to be doing that. It would I, take like twenty five minutes of the movie. What I think they're going to be doing is that the the show might open up with like Steve Rogers' funeral, or you know they'll get a call and they'll find out that's how he dies because there's a there's a promo shot of Anthony Mackie as Falcon with the shield in a bedroom which looks like an old man's bedroom. And then I saw another picture today before we started recording where it has Captain America's suit and the shield on display in a museum and Falcon's in a suit. So I think we should prepare that Steve Rogers will probably be dead before this show starts. Like when this show starts. Yeah. Yeah. And also how was he how is he old? He went back in time and he lived with Peggy. I know, but he ages still. I thought with the serum he doesn't age. No, clearly he ages. I know that. I mean, I mean, there's a version in the comics of when Falcon becomes Captain America. There, you know, you see old man Steve Rogers talking with Falcon. Oh wow! I mean, I'm not familiar with that version of the comics, but I've seen pictures of it where like old man Steve Rogers is talking with with Falcon. Hmm. Um, hmm. But I think that's what's going to happen. I think we're probably going to start off with at least in the very beginning of the episode that you know Steve Rogers has passed away. And you know, that then that, that's where the government's going to try and swoop in and be like, "Oh, this is Captain America." And then Sam's like, "What the fuck? He gave me the shield." I think that would be pretty good because, like, you know, if you were to kill a huge character like that in the first episode of a show, that would probably go pretty bad. But I feel like what they did with him in Endgame, they provided closure, and you know, I feel like I've already said goodbye because I knew he's not going to be in the MCU anymore. So I don't think that's going to be that big of a deal for people. That's what I think too. I think because Chris Evans is kind of pretty much done. Even though I saw an uh, article where apparently he he might be coming back for like two more roles as Captain America. I don't know what they would do, but I, I don't know how they would do it. But I think with really, 
Yeah, it was something I read a little while ago, but I think Chris Evans debunked it. But then again, if he is going to come back, why would he say, yeah, I'm coming back? Maybe it's a time travel thing. It could be a time travel thing, but I, I agree with Joe in the sense that um, they gave him such a great send-off that I think if his character was had died in this part of the of the timeline, it would make sense. And also another thing, in when Spider-Man Far From Home, real quickly, when they do the tribute video, they show all the people who had died to sacrifice their lives so they could come back. They show Iron Man, they show Vision, they show Black Widow, and they show Steve Rogers. Well. So that's I'm thinking that Steve Rogers is going to die, and I think that's going to set the tone for the for the show. Yeah. You think old man Rogers still got it? What do you mean? Maybe you fucking punch a hole in someone's face? Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, he, he definitely will. Just be, he may age with the super soldier serum, but... I hope I age well so that I have that ability. <laughs> we all do. I just want to remember shit. Yeah, right? I, I mean, yeah, we all want to remember <laughs> shit. I heard a story about a guy... Uh, like some a couple of kids broke into his house, but he was like an ex Green Beret, but he was like in his seventies, and he like he like basically maimed these kids. Oh my god! They were I shouldn't say kids because they were like in their early twenties. You know what I mean? But like you love to hear that, like the old guy still fucking got it. You know what I mean? Like he just kicks ass still. Fucking World War Two vet fucking that's, coming. That's what we want from old man Steve Rogers. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> I want to see him fucking maim people. <laughs> anyway. It's like Mike Tyson getting back in the ring. It was fucking, it was funny to watch because it's just two fucking 50 year old dudes fucking going to town on each other. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Like if he came back and like somehow Red Skull was in the mix and he just like punched the shit out of him and as, as an old man. I wish we could have seen the interaction between Steve Rogers and Red Skull in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, like what the fuck? How, how could we have one without the I other? I know. Because I was watching Infinity War just the other day and I was, I was watching it with my sister and my girlfriend. I was just saying to them, you know, seeing him in the theater for that movie was pretty fucking cool. But then in hindsight, you look back, it's like, well, what are they going to do with him? The yeah. other, another theory I heard about is that maybe when the Soul Stone is taken, he is free from having to guard it. How did he become the guardian of the Soul Stone again? I mean, I think he... That was explained briefly, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he was tra he was telling Thanos and Gamora that he had once tried to ca capture the stones himself, but I guess he wasn't powerful enough to harness the power. Um, so he became a guardian? I guess. I think overall we think that the Falcon Winter Soldier will probably have just as much success as WandaVision. Uh, and it, the only thing that sucks is that it's episodic every single week, but at least that entices us to watch the show. Now, let's move on to what the majority of the rest of this podcast is going to be, and we're going to talk about WandaVision and how it can play a role definitely into the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and how it can play a role into Spider-Man uh, no Way Home. So I will just start with overall your overall thoughts of the show. Vinny, what were your thoughts of WandaVision as you've as you watched in the past month? I knew it was going to be something fucking crazy from the beginning. People that had doubts were fools. I said, "This is there's no way that Marvel makes like your Betty Crocker fucking suburb TV show about Wanda and Vision. Marvel doesn't waste the opportunity. So you knew something was up from the beginning. Plus, in like the first episode, you start seeing those glitches. So like, how could you miss that? Exactly. You know what I mean? Obviously, something's cr crooked. Joe, what about you? 
Oh yeah, I mean, from the first episode, I realized that hey, listen, anyone who's uh, ripping this show or just they're just not paying attention. I mean, some of my favorite episodes were the beginning ones, and it was like surprisingly creepy almost. Or it's yeah. like, and, and like your your mind kind of did most of the work. And frankly, a lot of media these days just kind of don't do that. They don't really make you think. They explain everything to you. And part of the fun of this show was just trying to think what the hell they're going to do next. You know, yeah. it was an almost perfect show. It's, the ending was fell a little flat for me, now but that's, that's overall, another, it, it was pretty fantastic. That's a big thing why I wanted you on here because I think Vinny and I are kind of more or less in the same idea. I think maybe we all are as far as the overall show was, but why did the ending fall flat for you? Because you had messaged me that a little while ago, but I really want to know why. What What was it that kind of like... I guess didn't meet your expectation. What, what, what was it? Yeah, I guess part of it was just, you know, but I, I thought they were going to do something cooler, the thing, a little something different, and we just kind of wound up getting a somewhat typical ending to a Marvel movie slash show slash whatever. Um, but, you know, there was a couple of things. One, Agatha, I feel like they should have either not had her in there at all and just straight up say, hey, Scarlet Witch here is the villain. And Vision is trying to snap her out of her bullshit. I feel like it would have been so much more interesting that way. And I know they're trying to portray her as kind of like walking the line, you know, kind of in the gray area. Was she a villain? Was she a hero here? But I think the introduction of Agatha, it just kind of was a way for them to say, hey, you know, Wanda's still the hero here. But if they were going to have Agatha, okay, great. But... In the comics, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting mad, I don't know too much about the comics and all that, but I do know that Scarlet Witch kind of trained a lot with Agatha, and she was yeah. kind of almost like a mentor to her. Yeah, in a way. That's the way that show should have ended. They should not have had a fight and then had Wanda defeat her. I think Wanda should have joined her, and they should have just kind of, like, you know, went all out with it. You know, Because if you're going to tease the fact that Wanda is kind of being shitty, go with it. Lean into it, man. You know, it, that, that was kind of my biggest problem. I have a couple of other like little gripes here and there, but that was the biggest thing for me. It's like they they set up something and they didn't really deliver on that uh, idea, and they should have. I have a major, major question. What's up? Where is White Vision? Yeah, that's a huge question. Where the fuck is White Where Vision? Where the fuck is White Vision? So he uh, said, "I'm Vision," and then fucking. He's like, to infinity and beyond. And like <laughs> flew out of the ceiling. So, so like, where the hell did he go? I'll get to this in a second with White Vision. Probably but Joe. To California to smoke weed and fucking think about life now that he realized that he has all these memories and he's just a fucking clone and he's fucking useless. No, that is Vision, though. I know. He is Vision. But the thing is, he is like a, a legit android. He doesn't have personality or a soul. So. You think he'll develop it? I mean, I think it's possible. Well, he like did a quick fucking touch peepees with with fake vision <laughs> and they transferred all the memories over <laughs> to each other um getting <laughs> we'll get to white vision in a second and where we think he kind of is or where we, we think he's going to show up but um i can see your point joe i understand that maybe you probably wanted to go all in on something but i think they left it open for i mean i think they gave gave us agatha as the villain but they still left it open for like you know if wanda needs to figure out magic she just said i'll know where to find you she's yeah. like not if i find you first hon implying that maybe she I- said, i'll get your ass bitch yeah <laughs> pretty much agatha saying like oh no once i get out of here you're gonna get it mm-hmm. um but i think that 
it probably, I mean, to me, I like that they're teetering the line between is she a villain, is she not? And I think more or less she is more of a villain. She's, 100%. She's very much more in the line of villain because Agatha was even saying the points of just like, you know, uh, I didn't do this to these people. I'm just showing you what you did. And every great villain has a um, has a point of you kind of understand what they're doing, and it's sympathetic in a way. You know, look at Thanos, where he's just like the world. There's too many people, mm-hmm. so if we got rid of half of all living pe- living life, society will prosper and they will thrive. If we don't if we don't do this, then we're gonna die out, and that's what happened to his planet. Uh, so that's why he wanted to do the entire universe. You kind of get his whole thing, but how he goes about it, it's like, nah, dude, this is wrong. What made that motherfucker think he was responsible? Exactly. What? Like, who? Who are you to say? Who the fuck are you, purple ass bitch ass motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But here's the thing, right? If if what if um, what's her name? Agatha is supposed to be the villain, right? It Tell me what makes her the villain. What makes her the villain in the show? I think, her, her lust for more power. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think because she wanted the Scarlet Witch power because her mother was the Scarlet was, uh, I believe was. In, 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 was that revealed in, in, in the show? I mean, she had the tiara on top of her head when she, when when Agatha was draining all of their power. Real? Oh, that's correct. Because she thought maybe she drained all the witch's power, then she would become the Scarlet Witch and get the tiara. But she didn't. So that's why she was trying to do it to Wanda. Mm. But obviously, that did not work out. Because yeah, what I'm saying is, like, yeah, she can be, you know, drunk on power or whatever. But at the end of the day, what did she do in the show that makes her more of a villain than Wanda? Because Wanda enslaved, what, hundreds of people and basically tortured them. And Wanda, uh, Agatha had basically nothing to do with it. She was just kind of letting it happen. You know, what did she do? She killed an imaginary dog and captured her imaginary kids. <laughs> yeah, like that she was a fucking backstabbing bitch. Yeah, she like fucking, I, I, I'm sorry, I just don't kind of uh, align her with Thanos. Like I understand Thanos. Oh yeah, definitely not aligned is, with Thanos. No, I'm not saying Agatha is like on the line of Thanos, the villain. Right, but, but like I'm saying, it, it, it's not even like anywhere close. Like no. I just don't see her as a. She's just kind of like a person. It's like. If anything, she's almost a hero because she's trying to stop the bitch that's enslaving a bunch of people. How director Ballsack over there, whatever his name is, that was uh, that showed her um, vision the, uh, in the real world when she was getting taken apart. I forget his name. Hey, but they tried to make, yeah, they tried to make him out as a villain. In what world? In what world? He was trying to stop people from being enslaved. I think the one thing they really made uh, you hate Hayward it. was after Vision, after uh, like trying to make Vision, but under under Sword's control. That's what made him a villain. I think that's yeah, that's what made him a villain, and also how I mean, at the last episode when he shot at Billy and Tommy, didn't they make? Isn't that how White Vision came to be? Sword made White Vision. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not too certain. So they, yeah, they, no, they, they created him for sure, and I think that whole him shooting at the kid or whatever was just. Disney's way of saying, "Hey, remember, you're supposed to hate this guy." Yeah, because like, that's, really, that's is it. is is recreating Vision such a bad thing? Because yes. he has a point. Why are you going to bury billions of dollars of equipment that you can use, you know, against the other bad guy? Did you guys see those memes of like Wanda and Agatha fighting? And it's like, yeah. it's like fucking Clash of the Titans, and then <laughs> it's like it's like White Vision ver- with Vision, and they're like fucking Socrates and Plato. <laughs> like reading scribes. <laughs> I, I've seen the meme where it's like the two Spider-Man memes where it's like Vision and and White Vision. 
yeah. And yeah. I've seen the one where it's like where it's like the the meme where like the two guys or girl are screaming at each other, "Give me your power!" No, and then the bearded dudes, yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like they both agree with each other. Whereas Vision and White Vision, yeah. White Vision's just like a boat. And White Vision's like, yes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, like, as much as I'm kind of ripping on the last episode or the last two episodes, that was one of the best things I've seen in a while. That I, conversation between the two visions. I actually love that more than their fight. I yeah, love right? the oh, convers- yeah, I love the conversation way more than their fight. Um but I will say that I think that this show was wildly successful. And I'm gonna go around with you guys in just a minute and ask what are your favorite episodes but this time I'll start with this I think my favorite episode in this entire series was episode 8 how we learned about Wanda and we got we finally got her backstory oh, we, yes. we learned about um, you know early what, Sokovia early Sokovia days we learned about her parents we learned about, we saw the days they died or the day they died. She stopped the bomb. Yes. We, we, they said, oh, it was a defective Stark tech. Bitch, this is fucking Stark technology. They ain't no this defective. Ain't, this ain't Jack Hammer. This ain't bitch. no Hammer bullshit. This bitch. Ain't, <laughs> you ain't got no fucking excuses. This ain't no, this ain't no Jack Hammer technology where it's like the ex-wife and then Don You she- a trifling ass witch. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it showed that Wanda had some kind of ability this entire time. And the Mind Stone is the on, is only mm-hmm. what just enhanced her power, and it showed like, hey, there's something here, there's something here, and we're it, it just unlocked her. She saw the vision of her as the Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. and you know, she fucking got a little slight PTSD. Yeah, it's a little fucking flashback there. Yeah, and we learned why she loves sitcoms so much because she learned how to speak English through the sitcoms, and then we saw kind of this really, actually, really beautiful moment yeah. between her yeah. and Vision. At the Avengers compound, and which one of the best lines I think in the entire MCU is, "What is uh, grief uh, without love persevering?" It's something yeah, yeah, something yeah. to that effect. I'm just like, oh man, that's really deep. Yeah, they got fucked up. And then you see her go to Sword, yep. see Vision's body. But she's... that's that's part of what makes Agatha a fucking villain because she's making Wanda relive these like basically moments of trauma. I mean, in a way, yes, but at the same time, she's trying to understand Wanda and she's trying to understand about her. I know, but she fucking had a plan. She trapped that bitch and forced her into the fucking Scrooge plot. Yeah, literally, she's like his his you know death and the angel of present and past and future and fucking you're fucked. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, and that's the thing. Once you saw. Like you, she was driving through Westview. I don't know why Vision chose Westview, a, a a weird town in New Jersey that doesn't exist, by the way. There's no Westview, New Jersey. Westfield. Westfield. Yeah, it's too West. nice to be in New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? No, there are places like that in Sussex County. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just like that. Yeah. So you go in there, and he bought this little plot of land in New Jersey. And then once I saw, you see the the thing of like us a home for us to grow old, and you see how she mm-hmm. made the hex. It's just like she said to fake Pietro. Uh, I just felt, remember feeling completely and utterly alone and yeah. depressed. And then, you know what, at, at the end, when it all came down, she was back in her regular clothes where she started. Mm-hmm. And then she fucking just walks away like nothing fucking happened, yeah. cold bitch. So I will ask, uh, Vinny, what was your favorite episode of The WandaVision? My favorite episode was when, um, uh, what was the, uh, 
what was the agent's name that came back from from after Thanos? Like when she got brought back after Thanos? Oh, Monica the Rambeau. Yeah, when she so, got her for when she first got her powers, because that shit was dope. That would be episode seven. There you go. That was a great moment too. And she got a fat ass and a big <laughs> mouth. Joe, what was your favorite episode of WandaVision? Uh, really quick, did they explain that how she got powers and what her powers are? Even that's the thing. We're didn't still she, we're still going to learn more I think about gonna, Monica. I think they're going to do some shit with her. Uh, going in and out of the, in the, and out the of hex, the, in and out, yeah, in and out of the hex. And uh, what was the name of the astrophysicist girl from Thor? Oh, uh, Darcy Lewis. Yes. So she was like, your molecules keep getting rearranged. It's definitely going to be something like that. Like she came out well, here's, with powers. Here's a little backstory on Monica Rambeau. So Monica Rambeau, obviously the daughter of Maria Rambeau, who founded Sword. Mm-hmm. So. There was a relationship, obviously, between Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and the Rambos uh, because they were best friends, the mother and Carol, back in the day. Mm -hmm. And when she left at the end of Captain Marvel to go help the Scrolls and find a new planet, uh, she was gone for a really, really long time. We even saw throughout the show that whenever Captain Marvel... Monica has no father. That's true. Space dick. (laughs) You know, I don't think Monica's father is a scroll. Dude, just like Guardians. And Peter Quill. I don't know. His father was literally a god. I think it's more or less something with maybe Carol Danvers happened with Monica. Because whenever Carol Danvers, whenever Captain Marvel is brought up, she looks immediately uncomfortable and she doesn't want to have anything to do. Lesbian relationship? No. You are making me edit the fuck out of this thing. (laughs) What? Oh Christ Almighty! So what's wrong with saying lesbian? You know, I got. I'm sorry. I don't want to say anymore. I have a story, but that's pretty funny. If you can remember the story, you can say it after the podcast. Okay, fine. All right. So the thing with, because that's the thing, something must have happened between Monica and Carol, where maybe something happened and she was exposed, and how she got her powers, because there was already something in there, Mm -hmm. and going through the hex gave Monica her powers, which. Be, helps her become a uh, photon. Yeah. In, what what in exactly would you say her powers are? I mean, we saw her do f- Jedi Force push. She absorbs energy for sure. Whatever yeah. energy goes through her, she's, she absorbs it. Like she was absorbing the hex energy. You think she, she can absorb bullets and shit and fucking shoot them back out? I mean, she was clearly doing that at, at the end of the, end of the series. Oh, that's correct. That's right. So does that kind of answer your whole thing, Joe, about Monica a little bit? Yeah, because there's a couple of things. Like, I don't have to get to my favorite episode, but before I forget, because I will forget, but. Uh, Vision, uh, white vision. Yeah. How was he able to fly and go through things? Like, is, wasn't the Mind Stone responsible for the powers of Vision? Like, I can understand the laser out of his head. They could have just built a laser on him. But like, how how, do, how was he able to do that? I mean, I don't. I didn't think the Mind Stone was kind of like the be all end all of all of his powers. But listen, well, no, but like, how would how would technology do all that? It's pretty far after Stark made his his generator chess piece. So like, maybe it's a miniature version of that. Developed by Stark scientists, maybe yeah, maybe uh, sword, maybe uh, sword got a hand, got a handle of that. At this point, there's no fucking Iron Man. Yeah, right. And yeah, Iron. This is eight weeks after Endgame. Yeah, and they could have harvested. They could have harvested that suit he was wearing. Possibly. But boom. Okay. And did Wanda learn how to make runes? Because it seems it seems like she just kind of learned how to do it randomly. Like, did they explain that, or did I just miss that? No, I I think she just kind of. That that's the thing though is that 
Wanda seems to be a very naturally gifted witch, obviously because she is a Scarlet Witch. She's the most powerful. Almost Rayish, you would say, from no, Star Wars. No, we're not going to com- we're not going to compare Ray to Wanda. Because- I don't know, dude. <laughs> no, because Wanda Ray- claims she wasn't hang a witch. Hang on, and Ray- then all of a sudden she's a fucking master bitch. Ray. <laughs> Had zero character development. Ray was like, "Look at me, swing this Wha- lightsaber, accidentally slice this yeah. rock." And then, and then Mark Hamill's like, "Let me drink fucking straight from the tit of this fucking space animal." <laughs> I would have done the same shit if I was looking at Ray. Though I'd be like, no. "I'm a horny old fuck on an island." <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'd be like, "Watch me Game suckle this. Agree. Watch me suckle this tit." <laughs> Oh, and she's like, teach me, teach me. And he's like, you want some of this grandpa dick? <laughs> no alien titty milk while I live. Yeah. Fuck. No, so, no, don't go and compare Ray to Wanda because yeah, yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong. we've had, not just because, because it's wrong, but we've had a lot of character development from Wanda from when we first met her in Age of Ultron to, to now. Whereas, like, you know, Ray had, like, zero to live. Whereas, like, Bill Burr's character in one episode of The Mandalorian... I fucking had... love that Bill Burr is in <laughs> fucking Star Wars. Not only is he one of my favorite fucking personalities, but him, with the story they gave him, they literally let him be himself as a space cowboy. Mm-hmm. It's fucking hysterical. He doesn't give a fuck in life, and he doesn't give a fuck in space. Exactly. So <laughs> that, that's my the point is Bill Burr in like less than one episode had better character development than Ray did in three movies. Correct. Whereas like Wanda, we've we've seen her for you know however many years you've seen her in these in these movies and this one show, she's had a lot of character <laughs> development. Um, I think the thing is where she because she is a Scarlet Witch. She is powerful enough and maybe a fast learner. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, Star Wars and Marvel kind of two different universes. Mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker was a chosen one. He still struggled with the Force. Luke yeah. Skywalker was the son of the chosen one and he still struggled. Whereas yeah. Rey is just the granddaughter of Palpatine. And, oh, that means I'm. I'm <laughs> I am God. Here's, but here's the thing with what they did in WandaVision. Like, they started out Wanda as if she was, like, second evolution Charmeleon from Pokemon. You know what I mean? She was just like a fucking intermediate that just got out of end end game, mm-hmm. right? She was just an assistant there, and then by the end, by the end of Wandavision, she's fucking evolved Charizard. She knows all the fucking gips and gabs. She knows fucking hyper beam. She can destroy how, all the other fucking. Just Pokemon. how amazing is the Scarlet Witch costume that she was wearing? <sighs> oh my god, I loved it. I couldn't stand up afterwards. It's, it was rough because I watched these at work, and then I had to like, get a car and I'll do it. Yeah, I was time. knocking things over. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep it in your pants, fellas. All right, no, All right, but I, the question that you asked me 50 minutes ago. Yes, yeah. so, your favorite episode. Listen, listen. Yeah, so my favorite episode, honestly, the first one. I mean, it wow. set up the show so damn well. That yeah. the, the subtlety of it, where you had that little blinking red light on the toaster. Yep. Like, wait just, a minute, just wrong a, here. Just enough inspiration. Yeah, and then they went to that dinner, and then she was like, stop it. Stop it, Wanda. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, this yeah. is fucking crazy. Bugged. And then they just got up and left. Yeah, yeah. she just made me uncomfortable. It was, it was fantastic. And by the way, the way that they recreated how these like older shows are made is just unbelievable yeah. i mean you felt like you were watching something from like the 1930s or something you know it was it was crazy yeah they did a really good job i mean i was one of those people at the very beginning where i was just like okay i'm liking this this is good 
I oh, know, I I know there's going to be more to come, and that's why I wasn't one of these people who just shit on WandaVision right away when the show didn't even, like, <laughs> it's when the first two episodes came out. The other thing I think we were all kind of disappointed was, and that's when people really started liking WandaVision, is when Evan Peters showed up as Pietro. Yes, which because we, we thought we were going to see... We're, we thought we were going to see Fox's Quicksilver, you know? Yeah. But we thought we were going to hear sweet dreams. Made, and he was going <laughs> to run around and do a bunch of cool shit and save yeah. a bunch of people. But no. All we got was sarcasm I, and I'd that rather, bad uncle I would jokes. Have, I would have preferred, if I could save time in a bottle. Oh, yeah. I would have preferred that one. But anyway, so I think the thing was is that, remember, you have to remember that the scheduling of these shows are all completely out of whack because of COVID. And oh, remember, fuck. remember, WandaVision was supposed to be the fourth thing released by Marvel. It was supposed to be Black Widow, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I oh, believe. Fuck, so all, those, I believe all that Loki. shit's supposed to stay, uh, uh, all that shit's supposed to take place before WandaVision? That I don't know. That I don't know. I fucking but, hope not, because I, then they're just gonna fuck it up. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is kind of <clears> gonna <throat> take place around the same time as as WandaVision. Yeah, right. And I feel like Loki's probably gonna take place around the same. T- I feel like they they all took place around the same you know, time. I saw Whereas, a meme the other day where it was uh, Doctor Strange. It was literally Doctor Strange where uh, it's like Thor and Loki are like walking down the street in Manhattan in regular clothes and it's like what's up guys I'm awake and then it's like Wanda Wanda takes over a town in New Jersey just outside of New York City and it's a fucking dome and he's like I'm just fucking sleeping yeah I saw I saw a similar (laughs) meme uh, woman takes over an entire town holds them hostage I sleep two (laughs) two guys from Asgard show up on regular street clothes in Manhattan Real shit. Real shit. <laughs> that was the meme I saw. But um, that is a good question, though, is as to where was Doctor Strange? You have to imagine that he would have sensed this is what was going on. You know, an entire fucking town was taken hostage. Yeah. And we learned uh... and we learned that the Scarlet Witch is powerful, p- powerful enough to surpass the Sorcerer Supreme to the point where we saw Wanda in the after credit scene using astral projection which is what we've seen Doctor Strange use, we've seen the Ancient One use, but we've seen it where they were they were asleep in their regular body or dying in the Ancient One's case, but Wanda was able to move around and do other things, whereas the astral projection, like she was doing both at the same time and studying the Darkhold, studying about the Scarlet Witch, and we hear the voices of Billy and Tommy call so, for her. So you think the whole time she was doing this, she's got the fucking... She's got the shadow doing all the studying and the research, and that's why she knew all the runes, and she became... The big thing is is that... That would be a good explanation. Well, the big thing is that she's able to to split her consciousness, because because the Scarlet Witch... You know what? To control all those people, probably. Maybe she had one of those motherfuckers reading for her. Maybe. But the other thing is that it's possible that she was looking into another version of herself reading the Darkhold because the Scarlet Witch is a Nexus level being and she can tap into different realities. So maybe that's why she was doing, trying to find a reality where her and Vision do get together. They do have a family and that's where she finds Billy and Tommy. But the other thing is... Dr. Strange said there's a fucking quadrillion realities and this is the only one where we survive Thanos. Yes. The other thing... That leaves only one universe or one reality. Yeah. 
The other thing is, is that what if those screams from Billy and Tommy, what if they're not really Billy and Tommy? What if it's just projections? What if it's just a ploy to try and get Wanda in to open up the multiverse? So someone like Mephisto, who I thought was going to show up at some point in this show, but he never did, to split the multiverse realities so she can get what she wants. There's speculation that Wanda could be the villain of the multiverse of madness. And I think that's very... It could be like an endgame thing where there's, you know, like a team of bad guys versus a team of good guys. Yeah. Also, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out like four weeks after WandaVision was supposed to originally air. That's heartbreaking. Shit, we're having to wait a whole other year, don't we? Yeah, it comes out, what, what? Uh, 2022. Spring 2022? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hey, how, how about... But Spider-Man comes out later this year. You guys, uh, you guys have PlayStation? I mean, I do. Joe's got Xbox nah. and PC. All right, well, I think this is coming out. Oh, no. This game is only coming out for PlayStation, but uh, the Uncharted series. Oh yeah, Tom Holland's yeah. Nathan Drake. Tom Holland's Nathan Drake. That's I think that's oh, really yeah? crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Nathan Drake's supposed to be an older character. Well, again, it's like using Tom Holland to play Spider-Man, where they can do a lot of movies with him it's, if it's successful. Yeah, you're right. But what about Nathan yeah. Fillion? You know who that is? I mean, yeah, I'm familiar with Nathan Fillion. Why not Nathan Fillion? I Perfect. Don't I don't know, but I feel like that's a podcast for another day. True. <laughs> I don't mean to. I don't mean to bring uh, bring that down you, but but yeah, I get that. Uh, but the other thing is, is that people have speculated that WandaVision, obviously Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is connected because Wanda's scheduled to be in it. Yep. And Spider Man No Way Home because Doctor Strange is in it. We also have Alfred Molina coming back to play Doc Ock, and we have Jamie Foxx coming back to play Electro. Mm-hmm. Now. We've all seen the other Spider-Man movies. These guys were villains of these characters in different universes of Spider-Man. And we've all heard the rumors about Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Mm -hmm. and Marvel debunked it. I think Tom Holland debunked it. But obviously, they're going to lie to us if they want it to be a big, big surprise. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask from you guys, how do you think the events of WandaVision can coincide with No Way Home and the Multiverse of Madness? Joe, I'll start with you. Honestly, I have zero idea, and that's awesome. <laughs> like, it's actually, I feel like it's almost better that Spider-Man's coming up before Doctor Strange, because if some weird fuck shit happens, I want to not know what's going on. I want to be just left in the dust. I, I, that's what this WandaVision kind of let me realize. I don't want to know things. I just I just want to hope to see what happens, you know? Uh, so I have no idea, and frankly, I'm so glad that I don't. What about you, Vinny? Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Joe. I, I have no idea. I want to sit back, watch, and enjoy. But, you know, I do want to see, Tom, I want to see all three Spider-Men in one movie. A, yeah, I mean, I think we all that, want to see that. That's the ultimate goal here. And But I want to, you know what I want to see? I want to see Tobey Maguire as uh, Tobey Maguire from Into the Spider-Verse movie. Mm. Where he's like old and fucking beat up and doesn't give a shit anymore, kind of like Logan. You okay. know what I mean, like an old okay. man Logan type yeah, yeah, deal, yeah, yeah. where he's I just like giving up. I, I, I almost want Tom Holland to just be a cameo, and they're like doing something. Yeah, and right. Then like it's their movie, and not Tom Holland. Now Manhattan pointing at girls and shit with the black suit. Oh, so you, so you want? <laughs> oh, yeah, e- right. So you want emo Spider Man? Yeah, I just want him to meme around and just walk in the yeah. background. Somewhere. Yeah, just just for the views. <laughs> you guys see that? You guys see that? Uh, the video of Tobey Maguire as Darth Maul. 
No. In the ja- in, oh. with, the, with the jazz outfit on. Oh my god. Wait, I think I did see Yeah, I did see the this. The whole thing is edited perfectly. It's fantastic. Joe, I'll send that to you when this is over. Um, I, I think that this whole thing, I, I, I know that Multiverse of Madness is coming after, but I think just because it's coming after doesn't mean in the timeline that it is going to come after. Maybe the maybe Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness happens before Spider-Man No Way Home, or maybe No Way Home happens first. Because I don't think it's just a coincidence that they're getting Doctor Strange, the one who could fix all the multiverse bullshit, and that Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx are coming back to play Doc Ock and, Jamie, uh, and, and Electro in these other films because they just so happen to be there. Well, maybe No Way Home is the setup for the multiverse. That's well, I think, I think that's perfect because I that's how they've listen, that. That's how they've done it. I think they Wanda use Vision, movies to set up the end game type movie. That's what I think WandaVision did. Even though it didn't happen with Evan Peters as Quicksilver, it you know it was kind of like a nice nod and a big little meta joke. Like, yes, we know where he's from, and we know you guys will probably have a big kick out of that. But you know, to quote semi quote Thanos, all that for a boner joke. <laughs> from the meme that we saw. But what would you say uh, is probably your most anticipated film that you got there or, or project that's coming up from Marvel? From Marvel? Definitely Multiverse. I would say overall, Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as Marvel goes, probably Spider-Man. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Spider-Man, and I really hope that they do a thousand movies because <laughs> there's so much that they can do with Dude, this character. Godzilla but, is going to win that. Uh, yeah. Him right? against Big Monkey. <laughs> Come on. Dude, <laughs> that motherfucker can shoot laser beams from its mouth. <laughs> I mean, what I'm most excited, <laughs> excited for, uh, I mean, I'd have to say it's between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. I mean... Um, oh, yeah, let's all the two movies coming out. Yeah. How brave of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know what? We still haven't seen fucking... Uh, well, um, well, here, there are other... There are Black other, Widow. Yeah, I mean, Black Widow's... Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And then we, and then we also have, um, you know, we're going to have stuff like uh, Moon Knight coming out. Isn't and Winter gonna... Soldier and uh, the Falcon a movie that's coming out? Isn't that no, a movie? No, it's a TV series. Uh, that's series, a TV yeah. series? That's yeah, what... it's a TV series. Yeah. Those trailers were for TV series? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a movie. Yeah, but that's how good the quality is. Yeah, you're right. They're just going to make a movie and chop it up into episodes and fuck us with ads. (laughs) (laughs) Come buy a rinky-dinky fucking plus cup and come to Disneyland. (laughs) I doubt they're going to... They only give... They give us commercials during WandaVision because it set up Easter eggs of past traumas. Oh, no, that's different. That's different. It's a part of the show. That's enjoyable. Yeah, they're not going to give us fucking ads to go to Disney World in... What Falcon Winter Soldier? Well, you know what I want to do. Speaking of Disney World, you know how at Disney World you see these little tiny hidden Mickey's all yeah. over the place. Yeah. I want them to have little tiny hidden Agathas all in all the movies and shows, oh, and just the, have a little the, Agatha the faces new, in the background. The new cameo. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed so to be. Supposed to be Agatha, yeah, we're supposed to use Deadpool. That. I, I hey, I've just heard that as a theory. I don't. I didn't know that's going to be an, if that's an actual He's thing. He's the only one that can break the wall. That's what I think. I think I've actually talked about my boss about this. That Deadpool would be perfect to replace the Stanley cameos because you can literally throw him in anything, mm-hmm. and it will make sense because he's a, a constant fourth wall breaker. Mm-hmm. That's actually great. You know, which like, probably you know that Disney was trying to push them to make the movie PG thirteen, and they refused. 
Oh, well, well, here's the thing. It's going to be rated R. They, that was a while ago it was announced that Deadpool 3. Movie without fuck. Yeah. Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R. And I think, I, I don't know if it was Bob Iger or someone from Disney talking about it or just somebody, but you can have a thing where, like, this is very much, this can still be in the universe of Marvel, but it's not necessarily for kids, you know? Maybe Deadpool can show up in another movie as Deadpool, but you just don't show them to your fucking kids yet. I mean, hell, most people show their kids already movies anyway. I remember when I saw Logan, a whole family just brought their newborn baby and their little kids to see uh, Logan. That movie it, was not for kids. No, it was not for kids. So, <laughs> and I was pissed off. Like that movie might ruin my movie experience. I just, love that just, movie though. To see Logan. That's honestly one of my favorite movies of all time. It's incredible. Um, I guess I, I feel like Logan most days. You know, my fucking back hurts, my legs hurt, my ankles hurt. <laughs> I guess dragging my knuckles every day to work just to make <laughs> a couple of schmeckles. Schmeckles. <laughs> I guess leading up to this. Uh, with Multiverse of Madness, and we talked about an- potential of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire coming in. Um, are there any? What characters would you like to see? Is like a, maybe like a brief cameo, or if there's any characters that they could pull into this M- into the MCU, what character would you want to have them bring in? Like from a Fox uh, or Sony type thing? Joe, I'll start with you. Uh, well, the characters I really want to see to begin with is A. I want to see Toby. Uh, I want to see uh, what's his name, uh, Tom Holland grow up a little bit. I, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little sick of Spider Boy. You know, I want Spider Man, and I want him to introduce Harry Osborn. But otherwise, as far as like stuff Very that's not point. in the MCU, um, honestly, I want to see Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool and Spider Man go together so damn well yeah. in anything that I've ever seen them in. Like, please just get that going now. Yeah, I want to hear Tom Holland say fuck. <laughs> Tom Holland would be I mean a Deadpool is definitely a good one I mean if I could pick one person to come in and just any character even whether they explain it or not I would love to see uh, Fastbender Magneto come into play oh wow I mean I just think he is I think he's the perfect Magneto I think I might like his Magneto better than Ian McKellen listen Wolverine is supposed to be a major part of the the, the Avengers here and he is not. I mean, there's... Wolverine plays a major part. He's like a standalone character. You know what I mean? I mean, there's been rumors for years about Tom Hardy paying, playing Wolverine. Tom Hardy? Yeah. Will they be able to do it, though? Because isn't he Venom? Isn't, Venom? Uh, yeah, let's say, isn't Venom supposed to be in the Marvel... Uh, the, uh, Spider-Man that's movies? the thing. I don't know or if they're going to bring Venom into this. That, that's the thing. I, I don't I hope know. Not. I really don't know. Um... Because that's kind of Sony's little bubble there. Uh, I, I don't know if they do that. I know, but to the stories, like like Venom is supposed to be involved all over the place. I know, he's he's a hero, he's a villain, he's an mm-hmm. anti-hero, you know, he, he's everything. And he's one of Spider-Man's biggest adversaries. And it would be a crime for him not to be involved with mm-hmm. Tom Holland's iteration of Spider-Man. Yep. See, that's why they should just make these series. Because like, with the movies, there's so much time in between. You can only fit so much in the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, if they can... Just, switch Spider-Man over to a series instead of the movie. You can get everybody in. I feel like you could benefit from maybe other characters within the Spider-Man universe to have a, a, a little series. Like Yeah, even that. Maybe like a... Um, maybe learn about like a villain in Spider-Man. Like, one thing I think is going to happen at some point... Lizard? Like, Lizard, you could see. like like I think Ned Leeds 
I think he's going to become the Hobgoblin at some point mm. because Ned Leeds did become the Hobgoblin. Like he wasn't like you know this the big dude he is in the comics, but Ned Leeds is one of the alter egos of the Hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know th- I think we're going to be setting up the Sinister Six in the relatively near future, and I think the multiverse is coming into play because you know we saw uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture help Morbius, uh, yes. Jared Leto escape he's like he's like tired of playing the, the the hero huh what's up pal like that, that that's fucking vulture wait morbius came out it, it was supposed to i don't think it did fuck so the thing you could do is you could have a potentially vulture morbius M- mysterio um you and then throw in some other characters like you know you could potentially you could throw carnage in there if, if venom is coming into play and is mixing with this whole thing or you could have characters like the kingpin because marvel got the I'll right bring back danny fucking devito danny devito oh no i'm sorry that's the penguin <laughs> danny devito as kingpin would be terrible <laughs> danny, danny De- holy shit but they that should is make him they should make him fucking kingpin anyway <laughs> Danny DeVito was the kingpin. Fucking do it. Yeah, not Vincent D'Onofrio. The fucking best kingpin there ever was. Um, No, that was fucking great. Um, Because Marvel recently got the rights back to Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and The Punisher. Oh, I can't wait for Daredevil, dude. Oh, they need to put The Punisher in there immediately. I think you could have Kingpin as a potential Sinister Six member. Yeah. And then uh, Craven the Hunter is another big one they've they've been trying to get into. But and also with Jamie Foxx coming back as a lecture and Alfred Molina, you can get them as a Sinister Six because Doc Ock is the pivotal leader and the sole reason the Sinister Six got together in the first place. Yeah. There's many different iterations of the Sinister Six. Like in the Spider Man video game for PS four, it was Doc Ock, Scorpion. Maybe, maybe X Men merging officially into the Marvel Universe is the next Endgame series we're waiting for. That's possible. And the other thing that... I and, th- and like, this, the, the final best movies are going to be Deadpool with Spider-Man. I think... At the end. I think the X-Men are coming into play sooner than we think because I think... Now, we saw... the two And the two reasons for this, I think that Wanda, Scarlet Witch, and Maria Rambeau both of them had something. Now, as they, yeah. Wanda was able to make that bomb stop yep. in Sokovia when she was a little girl. Mutant. Yes. And I think, and they said where her powers came from the Mind Stone. And we can throw Pietro in there too, Quicksilver. I think they had the mutant gene all along. Mutant. And the Mind Stone is what unleashed their power. That's what unlocked their... their like the it, fucking serum for Wolverine, for Logan. Yeah, in a way, in like, like in a way, it's evolution. You know, Mut- humans are evolving, and the X gene is that extra extra factor that helped them evolve with Pietro and Wanda and and Monica. Whereas Monica definitely had something going on with her already. Was this something that happened with Carol Danvers involved, or was she born with a thing like Wanda? Is she is is Monica a, a quote unquote mutant? She was in the comics, but that could help explain how she was able to how she had these like you know these. You know, her readings were all blank, and then she went to the Hex three times and survived and got these powers. Mm-hmm. I think the mutants are coming into play, and they're coming into play sooner than we think. Deadpool, bring it on. <laughs> For sure. And let me ask you, Tom, what year did Iron Man 1 come out? Iron Man 1 came out in 2008. Okay. So, about what? 13, 14 years later, and there is no Marvel burnout? I mean, that is kind of amazing. Like, they're doing something oh, yeah. crazy. Oh, they're going uh, for a decade. Honestly, like, obviously, COVID's not good. But in a way, it was actually almost a good thing for the MCU because it kind of gave everybody a year break 
to kind of reset and you know after Infinity War or Endgame, and now everyone's just craving craving for these things again. Yeah, I think like I agree. We can all agree. COVID fucking sucks, but it did kind of I, I did kind of put a break of where like you know Endgame you ended on a real high, and then not less than a year later we're doing you know Black Widow. I don't know if people were really going to be all for that. Even though Black Widow looked really cool and I was going to go see it anyway. Yeah, the timing was just off. Yeah, it's just, I think that, yeah, I agree. It kind of gave a nice reset and we really clamored for something like this. So when WandaVision came out and now these shows are coming out, we're getting this content back. We're just like, yeah, I'm ready to, to watch the Marvel stuff again. So I would have to agree, Joe, that, you know, it, it's a bit of a blessing in disguise. But anyway, guys, we've been going out here for a little over an hour now, and I think we got a pretty good shit in there, don't you think? Yeah, is there? I gotta take shit. <laughs> okay, then. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to this very first episode of Fan Speculation, Speculation Theory. We'll have an official title after this is all fucking up because I forgot the name of this title after only an hour. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um... You can, uh, if you want, follow me on Twitter at CJ underscore 1214, uh, CJ underscore 1293 on Instagram. We'll be sure to get social medias up with this thing. We're, we want this to be a fairly regular project. Um, Benny, do you want anybody to find you, or do you want just people to say a fuck away from you? Say the fuck away from me. <laughs> Vinny, I want you to find CJ. Yeah, find CJ. Annoy CJ. Alternate account and follow him twice. Vinny's, Vinny's incognito. Joe's incognito. Um, uh, please be sure to be listening to this podcast. It'll be on, up on all uh, podcast features. Uh, please go listen to my other podcast, the Wrestling Podcast. If you don't like wrestling, tell somebody who does. Um, <laughs> you can listen, uh, follow us TNAWP over there on Twitter. Um, and please be sure to check out my band, Hollow Heroes. Uh, we have our YouTube video of our debut single, Alone, up there. It's up on Spotify and Apple Music. So, for CJ Palmisano, Joe Sanziali, Stanziali. Stanziali. Blech. Close enough. You got closer than most people do. Yeah. I used to get your name right, though. That's the thing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, CJ Palmasano, Joe Stanziali, and Vincent Carini. Thank you all so much for listening. Got any final words, Ben? Have a good night, motherfuckers. Excelsior. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye.